Hey there, and welcome back to the Angie McPherson Show. I am so excited to bring you today's episode. I had the pleasure of interviewing my dear friend, Hannah Pobar, who is the CEO and founder of Home Studio List. Now, Home Studio List is a platform of real homes that you can rent by the hour for photo shoots, video shoots, content days all across the US and Canada. And Hannah actually started this business from one home, and now it's expanded to 3,000 homes without any investors, any outside funding. I mean, let's go girl. Super inspiring conversation. We also talk about how you can rent out your home for additional income by the hour and really how important personal branding is even when you're not the face of your business. So get ready to be super inspired by our conversation and be prepared to have some major, major takeaways. So let's dive into the episode. Hey friend, and welcome to the Angie McPherson show, your go-to talk show style podcast for all things business and marketing, where we mix fun, entertainment, and inspiration to help you craft your dream business and life. I'm Angie McPherson, an industry-leading branding photographer, marketing strategist, and ultimate hype woman for entrepreneurs, here to share a decade's worth of knowledge and experience. So listen in for unfiltered stories, interviews with ambitious entrepreneurs just like you, and discussions on marketing, productivity, resilience, and more. Get ready for tips, laughter, and often a playful game to fuel your entrepreneurial journey. Let's dive into the episode. All right. Welcome, Hannah. Thanks for joining me on the podcast today. <laughs> Hi, Angie. It is so fun to be here with you. I have been so looking forward to this. I just think the world of you. So it's really oh my fun gosh. to have this morning. Likewise, I'm so excited and selfishly so excited because I want this episode for me to listen to. <laughs> like, I am so inspired by you. Hannah Pobar is here. She is the uh, CEO and founder of Home Studio List. And if you are a photographer or creative who've ever, who's ever looked for a house or any type of property or gorgeous space to rent for your branding photo shoot, video shoot, content creation day, this is where you go find the most amazing spaces. Hannah, how many homes and spaces do you have around the country right now? That's a great question. As I was getting on this morning, I was like, I should probably double check because for the past <laughs> year, I've been saying 2000, but uh -huh. we add new spaces nearly every day. So it's probably somewhere like 3000 um, oh. all across the US and, you know, been such a labor of love. A couple of years ago, we had like 500 spaces. So it's this grown tremendously. This is fascinating. I, I want you to walk me through your journey, but I just have to tell you, I was thinking about this before we hit record. I remember, you know, if you're a photographer, you're in photography, Facebook groups, and you used to be a photographer. Do you still shoot? On the occasion. Yeah. I don't mm -hmm. really anymore, but like for good friends and family. Exactly. And pursuits, I'm sure you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. If you have a camera, people want photos. <laughs> I'm always so, a, um, a photographer. Yeah. So years ago, you know, if you're a photographer, you're in one Facebook group, you're in a million Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. And I used to see this home studio list post and all these Facebook groups like, hey, I have this website where you can rent homes for photo shoots. And I was just, I remember screenshotting it and sending it to a friend like this girl is hustling. She's hustling. She's in all these different Facebook groups providing value because we need this. We need to be able to have spaces to rent. And she's asking for people to, you know, recommend like different cities that you should launch in. If you're interested in putting in your house on the website. And I just took a screenshot and I said, this girl is hustling and I love it. And that was years ago when you probably had a couple hundred homes and now you have almost 3000. Yeah, I know. It's Wild. so crazy. It's funny that we were just destined to be internet friends at some point. <laughs> 
I love that. Yeah, we actually got a really big start back in the day uh, through mm-hmm. Rising Tide Society. Yes. Uh, posted i think before we even were officially like launched the mm-hmm. website existed but we had maybe 10 spaces like not yeah. a lot and somebody <laughs> posted in that group and we got 5000 people to sign up for our email like waitlist just through one post so um oh, you know facebook groups are so powerful incredible okay tell me tell me about your story tell me and i want what? you to go all the way back to when you were doing photography and how you pivoted into something so much bigger than you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's definitely like the heartbeat behind Home Studio List. I used to be a photographer. Mm-hmm. I put myself through college, shooting weddings, wow. portraits, high school seniors, like anything that anyone would pay me to shoot, I would do it um, uh-huh. and started working with brands and so got like a little taste of the commercial side and absolutely loved it. Um, but wow. I wasn't 100% convinced photography was like my end all be all. I loved it as like a medium to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and I eventually took a job, uh, after college in San Francisco working at startups. And so I was okay. working with all these direct to consumer, you know, very cool, trendy millennial startups out there. And, uh, had the idea, maybe I could rent my own apartment, which was pretty cute, had great light, yeah. you know, being a photographer that was essential to me and, mm-hmm. uh, started renting my space through Facebook groups to different photographers and, it just blew wow. up and took off, honestly, so quickly. It was one of those, like, you know, good indications, like, when you have a product or an offering or a service and it works, like, it just takes off and you don't need to sometimes mm-hmm. do as much of, like, the maneuvering to make it happen. We yeah. had product market fit. I was booking my – well, this was before the platform. I was booking my own apartment dozens of times per month um, oh and gosh. doing my full-time job. So Home Studio List was a side hustle of sorts. Wow. That is so awesome. Yeah. I I thought, you know, this is something that I would love to create um, Mm -hmm. in a platform so that other people can engage with brands in the same capacity that I had. And some of these brands were so cool. I was working with Anthropology and HGTV Mm. in my my home. And the money was great, but it was like the bragging rights of saying like, HGTV is like shooting this campaign in my apartment right now. That was probably the coolest of it all. So, oh my gosh, that was okay. seven years ago. Seven years ago. Yeah. So, what was the first home that you brought into the business that wasn't yours? Because you started with yours. What was that first home where you were like, you know what? I think I could get somebody else to rent their house. <laughs> yeah, it was a dear friend of mine named mm-hmm. Andy in San Francisco. She was a blogger. So our kind of niche has always been ultra stylized, curated homes, and we right. really try to, you know, bring to life these gorgeous, like out of the box, ready to go sets, if you mm-hmm. will, so that you can come in and shoot branding photos. You know, you you're yeah. one of our favorite customers, but absolutely, um, idea is that you don't need to come with like a ton of things to style the space. Maybe you have. Mm-hmm. Like, preferences, of course. But we want to offer these like highly styled experiences. And um, I came from the blogging world. And so it was Home Studio List was just this enmeshment of like all my personal interests and hobbies coming together and colliding in one company. Um, And we got our start with bloggers. And so um, our friend, my friend Andy had a gorgeous apartment and Mm -hmm. we reached out to her and she was our first, our first other apartment. A lot of apartments in the early days. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I love, first of all, your website is so gorgeous. It is just like, 
you just get it. I mean, your your audience is photographers and creatives, and you know we love a good aesthetic. And the website is so beautiful. But I I travel a lot for branding photo shoots. And so my students, other photographers will always say, how do you find these amazing homes? Like, does your client live here? Is this something you just rented an Airbnb? And I tell them about your website. And I'm like, you should never really be confused about, oh, I want to book this shoot across the country, but I have no idea where we can host it. You know, my (laughs) client's house is really dark or not pretty. And I'm like, go to homestudiolist.com because you will find wherever you're looking for. I, I've shot here in Virginia. I've shot in California. I've shot in all different cities. And I'm that's the least of my worries when I book a client outside of the state is where am I going to shoot? Because I know I have this massive resource with so many options. And like you said, it's styled and curated. It's not like I'm booking a home and I have to go there and stress about how am I going to make this on brand for the client? Is there enough window light? These, these homes probably go through a vetting process with you, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we yeah. get dozens of applications a day and we pick Mm -hmm. out the very best ones. Over time, I have personally had to take a little bit of a chill pill. In the early days, I (laughs) my criteria was like, would parachute home shoot here? And if it was a no, I would not accept them. But (laughs) as as we grew, we got a lot of feedback that sometimes people want like a very everyday home. Not Mm -hmm, everybody's mm -hmm. looking for, you know, a specific aesthetic. I feel like you and I share similar aesthetics, right? But um, some people are like, we get a lot of very random requests. And as our, you know, guest list has grown, we also work with people who sometimes are like, hey, I need a laundry room to shoot in for Mm. a laundry detergent company or a garage for a car commercial. So it really ranges. And I've tried to be holistic. We we really want to like represent residential spaces that are available Mm -hmm. for production. So um, yeah. Keeping, I love that. Keeping aesthetic at heart, though. I, I feel like I can take this conversation so many different directions because we've, we've talked about from the photographer side and how this is like the place to go. Find your, your perfect home or space in your dream town with the great lighting, with this, you know, aesthetic. But also, I'm, I'm like leaning towards this, do I want to rent my house and make additional money? <laughs> I feel like it would fit perfectly in your like portfolio of all creative endeavors. Um, you'd be surprised. I would say a heavy majority of our hosts are create like photographers mm. or yes. creatives in some capacity because they really get it. Um, and mm. a lot of times they, you know, care about their space and really care about that like high level of curation. You're you're still right because sometimes the host will what I love about your website is that one of the homes I rented for branding mini sessions, I was like, I don't want to just rent this and have no idea what it looks like. Like this is gonna be multiple clients in one day. And you have a, a policy where you can kind of go ahead of time, pay a little fee to go ahead of time and check it out. And I've done this a couple of times and it's it's so awesome to be able to meet the homeowner. And most of the time they have been a photographer or creative or some sort of entrepreneur, and and they just get it. They get exactly what we need. And so if you're tuning in and you're thinking, oh my gosh, my house might do well with this, yes. check out the website and yes. see if you can get on really. there because it is another revenue stream. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, awesome. the money is amazing. We've helped some people, you know, renovate bathrooms or mm-hmm. um, do IVF for their families. So yeah. it's kind of cool just to see the greater economical impact of Home Studio List. And I feel like 
what sets us apart from a lot of our competitors is such a tight knit community. We mm-hmm. seldom have issues and we have a really great group of people involved. And right. I'm so grateful for that. I wish I could take more credit and say that's something, you know, I had a plan to craft, but it honestly <laughs> just shook out that way. And mm-hmm. I am grateful every day because I know that is not, you know, an experience of every company out there. So yeah. How big is your team? We have seven people. Mostly wow. region managers, then like mm-hmm. some people on the design and marketing side. And, and they're all over the country? Yep. Yep. All over. Yeah. Everyone's we, working remotely. We did the remote thing before that, mm-hmm. was, that was cool. Actually, yeah, before that was cool. <laughs> yeah. We were like, you know, at the time I was like, this is, is this dicey? I don't know. But um, mm-hmm. some of the girls I've actually worked with for over 10 years, we all worked together wow. at a startup I was working at in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, we still work together today. So. Was it like, hey, I have this cool company. Why don't you leave that place and come work with me? <laughs> yeah, so, oh, sort of, but not 100%. I was, remember, full-time at a different mm-hmm. company. And that company got acquired and the parent company mm-hmm. ended up shutting it down. Wow. So for a while, I had been toying with, like, at what point do I do full home, ta- home studio list full-time? Right. Um, and that really, like, answered the question for me <laughs> because right. I also loved my old team so much. It was it was hard to leave, but... um. But yeah. no choice in that. And I feel like I reaped all the benefits. I still get to work with some of my old teammates today. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. And and so you came from this solopreneur personal brand and you've built something so big. And I and I feel like so many people have thought about that. They're they're in their business and they're like, this is great, this is thriving. But I really want to do something bigger. Like, what did it take with your mindset to move from you as the photographer? to you as the CEO with the team and all these different spaces and running this huge company. Well, not huge as far as staff, but, you know, revenue generating and all around the country. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes when I listen to other people's podcasts, they're like, I had this big idea and I knew I was going to be successful and (laughs) mindset is everything. And it's not that I don't agree with that, but I will say when I started Home Studio List, it was totally like a test and learn situation. Mm -hmm, I did mm -hmm. not, I hoped it would be like what it is today. Um, And I definitely wanted that, but I I sort of was like, let me like put this out in the world as like bare bones, you know, minimum viable product as I can Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. see if it works. And I think that like flexible mindset has really helped, you know, over the last seven years, because seven years is a really long time. I feel like if anything, now I'm at the eclipse of like, I've been doing this for a really long time. Like, is there more? Like, (laughs) what's next? (laughs) How do I like keep the excitement in the Uh momentum? Um, And I have- What's your Instagram number? I'm a three, I think a seven and three. Yeah. I was like, you sound like a three. I'm a three. It's like, what's next? How can we get bigger? Exactly. So, you know, I feel like the creative challenge is like so fun. And in the beginning, it was totally like, let me just see if we can like get some momentum with this. And Mm -hmm. it just took off immediately. So, yeah. So as far as getting more, getting yourself out there more, like I said, Facebook was a huge thing. I was seeing Mm -hmm. you in a lot of Facebook groups. What What were some other uh, strategies that you did to get more people onto your website? So much cold outreach. And I know mm. that is like not a sexy answer. <laughs> um, and it's like grueling and, mm-hmm. you know, time consuming. I wish I had all these like fancy tricks and tips to say, like, here's how I automated it all. Um, uh-huh. But no, in the beginning, I literally would 
stalk people on Instagram. I would comb through Facebook groups and blogs and all the things. And mm -hmm. I would write them an email about how much I was obsessed with their work. Yeah. And you know, it, it needs a lot of personalization because you don't mm -hmm. want to feel like this like random company out there. There's a lot of right. you know, similar um, resources. And so wanted to you know have that level of personalization. So a ton of cold outreach. And then maybe two or three years in was when social media, like mostly Instagram became a really strong traffic channel for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. So that took a while to build though. It wasn't like an yeah. overnight, you know, smash hit. Yeah. And I love that you talk about the personalization because even though your face isn't the face of the brand, you go to the website and I love your little face at the bottom Thank talking you. to me, greeting me, but it's still like, this isn't your personal brand. This is its own entity, but I still feel like there is a personal tone to your copy, your messaging, your emails, even the DMs. I'll tag you in a post because I shot at a location. I'm like, hey, you know, here's where I here's where I shot it. And I'm always gonna getting a DM from, you know, for from your company. And I'm like, this just feels like this small business that really cares about me. They're really interested in what I'm doing. They're happy that I'm sharing about them. It doesn't feel like this faceless brand, very corporate. I just love that. Is that something that you really pour into your team about like, hey, let's keep this really personal. Totally. I think mm -hmm. like the personal connection is what got us this far. And like, that's an aspect I never want to lose. And yeah. so, you know, at the end of the day, that's most important to us. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's totally our competitive advantage. It's something that has been so natural, um, but, you know, continues to be like a big differentiator. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I appreciate that you, you know, <laughs> notice all these little touches. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the intention 100%. Mm -hmm. I love it. So we talked about how you really got into this. We talked about how you expanded. How have you really scaled this business? What ideas or thoughts do you have moving into the future? Because like I said, you've got to be an Enneagram 3 because you're already yeah. thinking, what's next? <laughs> what's the next step? Talk to me about scaling this business. Yeah. So I feel like uh, in COVID was actually our most interesting time. The beginning of COVID, as you could imagine, for a company like mine, was very mm. strange to navigate yeah. um, because we are essentially connecting strangers on the internet and inviting them over <laughs> to each other's houses, which, right. um, you know, at that time was totally uh, questionable. Right. And <laughs> we took, you know, every step to make sure people felt safe, comfortable, like happy refunds when necessary, you know, mm -hmm. like people's safety and like having a good experience was the utmost importance to us. Yeah. Obviously that comes at, you know, a direct hit to like our revenue and our growth. Um, mm -hmm. So it was a weird time. Um, but actually coming out of COVID, the back half of that of 2020 and early 2021 were our biggest like smash, smashing success wow. uh, months. So it's crazy that that was the, you know, the cause and effect situation and how that shook out. Um, mm -hmm. But I think in that time, we really focused on like concerted marketing efforts. As yeah. a team, we had a lot of extra time because we were not facilitating reservations in the same <laughs> capacity. So uh -huh. we were really hitting like hard on outreach, on yeah. social media, and, mm -hmm. you know, trying to capitalize on demand as it pent up. Um, right. So that was a huge, you know, bursting like home studio list growth moment in time. Ever yeah. since, um, I think just being really smart about our marketing and how we 
how we move. We don't run paid ads. So that's like a really interesting differentiator. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Let's let's back up. Let's back up. This is fascinating. (laughs) This is fascinating because you are so you're like you said, your outreach is wild. You're all over the place. And you don't run any Facebook ads, Google ads, none of that. We'll occasionally boost an Instagram post, right. but um, we but don't, don't have like these like, campaigns. No, no. Um, oh. So yeah, I I come from the world of startups in San Francisco, where mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of businesses kind of like paying money to solve their problems. Mm-hmm. And I think ads are wonderful. Like I'm not knocking them by any means, but um, for for us, referral is like our biggest channel. Um, yes conversion channel, but our biggest traffic channel is social media. So Mm -hmm. I have really, you know, over the past couple of years focused into like, let's continue to pour energy into what's working. So Mm -hmm. I haven't really picked up back on ads and stuff. We had done a test a couple of years ago and it just wasn't as like fruitful out of the box. I think ads are an art and a science in themselves and take Mm -hmm. a lot of to get working and running. Um, (laughs) But at the same time, I just didn't feel that was like the right place to be prioritizing our time and our money. And we are a profitable bootstrapped business. So like every dollar I spend, I need that dollar to come back like ROI positive. Um, Uh So I'm ruthlessly brutal about like what we spend on and it's Mm -hmm. it's not a lot. Um, But that has focused us in, you know, really trying to unlock organic channels. Um, And so that's where we put all of our time and energy. Social media, across Facebook, Instagram, Mm -hmm. LinkedIn, um, and then uh, a lot of outreach as well. Wow. This, you just set me up for the perfect segue for a game. I would love to play with okay, you. Are you up for it? it? Okay. <laughs> I feel like this could be so helpful for any type of entrepreneur. I'm interested in where, since we're talking about investing money, I'm going to give you a couple of dollar amounts. And I want, mm-hmm. I want you to tell us what you would do with this money. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be ads. It can be like growing a team or a retreat or something like that. What would you do with this money to grow your business? Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yes. So let's say somebody gave you a hundred dollars to spend. hundred dollars to spend. I would build a landing page. Perfect. I like that. I like yeah. that. Okay. What about a thousand dollars? This is for a hypothetical business. Correct? Yes, absolutely. A thousand dollars. Um, I would probably, uh, do some sort of LinkedIn outreach bot. Ooh. Oh, wow. And well, like, let's say that hypothetical business is somehow related to people who can be, um, or uh, let's just use home studio list. I would invest okay. uh, that $1,000 in a LinkedIn bot that auto connects to people with a particular job title um, and oh send them a drip series of emails for communication. I, I have heard of these like LinkedIn bots because. There, now there are bots on every single platform. And <laughs> right, but it's <laughs> that's what I learned my thousand dollars fund. That's that's really fascinating. I'll have to look into that because I I think I've been on the recipient end of a LinkedIn bot. And now I'm like, man, they probably have a whole campaign. <laughs> They're probably getting so many leads. <laughs> okay, what about one hundred thousand dollars? One hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> I feel like I actually am more interested rather than ads these days is mm-hmm. um, influencer and brand partnerships. Ooh. So I feel like having a hundred thousand dollars to invest in like a handful yeah. of very prominent influencers in the industry mm-hmm. 
And I think that would be really yeah. interesting. I, I love that answer. I, I love that. Okay. Half a million dollars. $500,000. Half a million dollars. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think half a million dollars focus on like web operations mm-hmm, and build mm-hmm. out your team, hire an engineer, yeah. have like the capabilities to really create a amazing infrastructure. Of, I love it. Of a retail or, you know, direct to consumer company. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Last one, $1 million. <laughs> $1 million. I feel like I would be like trying to invest in other companies and like oh. the portfolio a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love that. Okay. This was so fun. And I, I want to go back and like write all these down and see how I can apply them. I love my it. Business. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. So going back to this solopreneur to Mm -hmm. this big company, what little pieces of advice can you give someone who's, who's listening right now and they've had this dream, but they're just like, I'm safe where I am. I'm comfortable. I don't know. I don't want to fail because I, I think a lot of people, they are safe because it's just them. They might be them in a VA, one service, Mm -hmm. one product, and they're afraid that they might lose themselves along the way, lose a lot of money along the way. So what kind of guidance can you give to someone who's kind of struggling with that mindset? Yeah, I am 100% an advocate for like baby steps. I -hmm. feel like given my career and like everything, people assume I'm like super like okay and comfortable with a lot of high risk situations. And to some degree, I I guess that's true. But Mm -hmm. in like shaping my career, I've actually, I feel like it's the opposite. I've been very like, introspective about the amount of risk I'm assuming. And it is crazy to like take the leap and like make a huge change in your business or make a leap from, you know, working full time or working for somebody else to working for yourself. So Mm -hmm. I am totally like an advocate of test and learn, put out something small, get a read, get some appetite. It doesn't sound that glamorous, but it actually helps you build in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, It Mm -hmm. helps you actually solve real needs or, you know, the last thing you want to do is pour so much time and energy into a service and offering that just doesn't have demand. And it's an uphill battle to like capitalize on, on the revenue there. So that's, I think how I've structured everything we've done with home studio list. Mm -hmm. I'll always, we just launched like a vendor directory a couple months ago. Tell us about that. Tell us about that. Yeah, we have an awesome like service on the site that is a vendor directory. So if you are a production professional, like a photographer, mm-hmm. videographer, content creator, even hairstylist, makeup artist, anything related to the production world, we have a directory you can sign up for. It's totally free Love and um, people can search by uh, location, state, mm-hmm. city, etc., and find the services they need. And we built this because we had so many inbound questions for Hey, like I, I need a photographer. Do you guys have a recommendation for a stylist in Austin, yeah. Texas? And, you know, we would do it all on the fly. But eventually I realized we are like combing through all of our resources to find the name of some person that we know, mm-hmm. we love, but we don't remember off the top of our heads. So we built the vendor directory to like house that information. Um, but that was totally a weird little test, right? Like it's kind of <laughs> a departure from home studio list and like what we do. Right. But, but it's also perfectly in alignment because yeah. when people go there looking for a space, mm-hmm. they're probably hopping off to go to Google to find something else, but now they can find anything they need right there. It's like a one-stop shop. And that that makes me question or, or think about 
as you were building this business, did you ever pivot or was this very linear? Like, did you know exactly what you wanted to do? Everything lined up perfectly? Or did you have some ideas that kind of like fell off or you had to move in this direction? Yeah. Honestly, the way Home Studio List works today is like 97% the same as to when I built it wow. in 2016. Um, of you course, had that vision. You had yeah. that vision. I love yeah. it. And honestly, it is so simple. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'm even like, should I refresh the way we talk about home studio list? Mm-hmm. But honestly, like my mentality is if it's working, like it doesn't need to be fixed, <laughs> but keep going. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so, so much is the same. Of course, we've, you know, upgraded things and solutions to make it work better on the back end. But right. um, the overall gist is like nearly identical to the beginning with some extra, you know, bells and whistles on there now, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. no, no huge pivots. But um, I do think in 2024 and future really want to like kick it up a notch. And so yeah. I'm exploring like, what is the natural evolution of home studio list? And mm-hmm. I feel like we sit in a world with competitors who are very interested in like home hacking and like real estate kind of like wow. for rent and these concepts. I want to be very production focused and like uh-huh. never lose sight of that. That's yeah. my background. That's where I come from. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So I want to offer tools and services to creative professionals across the gamut um, that, you know, help make their lives easier. And home studio list and location scouting is one of those things. Wow. Hannah, you, you're blowing my mind. Like all of this is just, it's like making me think, what can I do that's bigger than me? <laughs> I love that. I'm doing it. I put it on Instagram. You are like my creative inspiration. I'm like, Angie. Oh, you're so sweet. Hannah, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me, having this conversation, being so open with all this value. I know that everyone listening, their mind is just as blown right now as mine is. And so thank you so much. Where can we connect with Home Studio List on your website and on social? Totally. On Instagram, at Home Studio List. Mm-hmm. Online, www.homestudiolist.com. Um, and all social platforms. I'm at Hannah Pobar and would love to connect personally as well. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much, Hannah. We'll put those in the show notes. And if you are a photographer, creator, any type of entrepreneur, make sure you check out Home Studio List. You'll be blown away. Just like this conversation, when you go to that gorgeous website and see those homes, oh my gosh, from the photographer side, you'll love it. And also, if you're thinking, I think my house or my apartment could actually be on this website, definitely check that out as well. I love it. Yes. We would love love the applications. Thank you so much, Angie. Okay. Thank you. Hey friend, thank you so much for tuning in to the Angie McPherson show. I hope this episode ignited a fire within you, motivating you to take bold and inspired action. Speaking of taking action, I have a special announcement for all the photographers out there. If you're a photographer and your goal is to book more branding clients or finally pivot into the branding photography niche, I invite you to join my free live masterclass where I'm teaching my top three secrets to building a booming personal branding photography business. Just visit AngieMcPherson.com slash masterclass to save your seat. 
Building a solid branding photography business is a game changer that will create more income and more impact in your business. And I'm super excited to teach you how to become the go-to branding photographer in your market. So once again, just visit angiemcpherson.com slash masterclass to save your seat and I will see you live in class. For any resources and links mentioned in today's episode, make sure to check out the show notes. Keep moving forward, friend, as each step takes you closer to your goals. I'll catch you next week for another episode.